Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Sheldon Marion, and I'm your host. Uh, so this spring, we have been extremely busy. Uh, the last podcast, we were still out in bear camp, and since then, we have uh, we've been on quite a few trips here so far. The spring and summer has been flying by. Uh, out in bear camp, we did uh, we end up getting three bears down, and that's all filmed and up on YouTube now for well, it's been up for a while now. Uh, but then since then, uh, we've been doing quite a bit of traveling around and checking places out in the peace region here uh one place that we went to was falso falls up mile 95 road uh that's that's been a trip i wanted to go on for quite a while and for some reason i just haven't done it so this year i said the hell with it we're getting into the truck going for a drive and we're gonna go uh check her out there finally and uh yeah it was definitely worth the drive it's it's a bit of a drive. It's about two and a half to three hours from Fort St. John to head up there. Uh, you're pretty well at the very end of the Mile 95 road. Uh, the trail to the falls is at kilometer 98, I believe, on the left-hand side. Pretty well if you get to uh, Crying Girl Recreation site, the little campground along the Graham River, you've gone a couple miles too far. Turn around, head back up the road. You'll see the trail uh, is just before one of the corners there when you're heading back up the road. Uh, and then after that, we headed out to the Tumblr Ridge uh, Global Geo Park and we checked, uh, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, or six places out there and we checked out the uh, the dinosaur museum that they have in town. So I was that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, because of the COVID rules and stuff like that, uh, some of the things were unavailable at the Dinosaur Museum, but now that everything's getting lifted and stuff, it'd be a much better exper experience uh, heading in there. There's some uh, interactive stuff that you can kind of play around with, but because COVID, we couldn't uh, we couldn't be touching things. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty neat. That was the first time that I've actually stayed in an RV park. Since I bought my first holiday trailer, which was in around 2012, I believe. Uh, the only reason why is because when we were there, it was right at the beginning of this uh, crazy heat wave that we had. Uh, one of our last days is when it got really hot, like getting into the 40s. But uh, for the most part, the first couple of days, it was, it was manageable. Uh, that's when we did our our big hikes well I call them a big hike when really it was a couple kilometers like we weren't uh, we weren't doing anything uh, big and extravagant that's for sure <laughs> but uh, yeah that wasn't too bad and we stayed there because uh, just because of the heat wave coming and stuff I didn't wanna be camping somewhere without the AC being able to run so we Spent the 30 some odd bucks per night to stay there, pretty well just for the air conditioning unit and uh, it was definitely worth it in the end. It was 
150 bucks or whatever so that's uh yeah no big deal for having an air conditioning unit during a heat wave uh but while we were there uh we went to flatbed cabin pool dinosaur tracks and that was i think it's a two kilometer hike to go there and back so it wasn't too bad pretty pretty easy going there's a couple of spots where there's some hills and stuff but i mean like me and shelby made it in there so pretty sure almost anybody could get into there it wasn't bad whatsoever uh after that we checked out bear hole lake uh the fishing wasn't too good but with it being so hot too and we were just fishing uh right from the shore there i don't think anything was really gonna be hanging out around the shoreline there because i think that day was 30 34 or 36 degrees like it was it was just stupid hot uh but i managed to catch one fish shelby didn't catch anything i think she's still mad about that <laughs> and then uh after bear hole we checked out quality falls and that was another that one is a lot easier to get to than flatbed it you're walking on top of the kind of riverbanks the whole way in there and then right at the very last little bit there's a little bit that drops down to a uh, there's a picnic table and stuff and then, then you're at the top of the waterfalls and then there's a couple little switchbacks and stuff that you can hike down right to the base of the waterfalls and it's it's really nice there uh, the water is extremely cold when we were there it's definitely a uh, glacier or spring fed water put your uh, toes in there for a few minutes and yeah they they start to get pretty cold real quick and then uh after quality falls we went up the uh Sekunka road because i wanted to check out the Sekunka falls and also wanted to check out hole in the wall but that was that was a two-dayer uh the first day we went in we checked out Sekunka falls and then it got brutally hot so we left and then the second day, uh, we went in there with my brother Blaine. He showed up. And we went pretty well to the end of the road to where Hole in the Wall is. That's at kilometer 50. Uh, Sekunka Falls is at 21, I believe. So it's, it's not a bad drive whatsoever. And then uh, with Sekunka Falls, there's a viewpoint on the right-hand side of the road. And when you're there, you can look down you can see kind of the river and the valley and stuff you can see the falls but if you go another 400 meters up the road on the right hand side there's another little pull out there and there you can walk right down to the very base of the falls there and the falls themselves are not impressive you know they're not a great big huge waterfall but uh, the amount of water that's going through there and it's kind of like little tabletops little drop downs and stuff it's it's really neat and it is it's not a place that's worth the hike to get in there just to kind of see it and kind of hear the water and kind of you know whatever <laughs> it's it's a cool place uh and then hole in the wall uh when you get up to that one it's right on the corner at kilometer 50 on the skunker road uh on the right hand side you'll see where it's coming out from underneath the road but on the left hand side is where the the spring actually is 
and that just goes through a big culvert under the road but uh, if you walk up there it's really cool it's one of those things where like you can see pictures of it and stuff and it it looks pretty neat but uh, until you're actually there you don't really get the full kind of concept of it it's it is it oh man it's cool you gotta go up there the problem with boulder lake or uh, not boulder lake hole in the wall is uh the, the the hike in there it's only like 40 meters so it's a long ways to drive up there just to kind of hop out walk up 40 meters and look at it and then hop back into your truck and leave but if you're like me and you're like kind of exploring around and kind of looking at stuff and picking up rocks and checking them out it's pretty cool then uh, while we were there I took the GoPro and I put on a little selfie stick and I shoved it right into the hole <laughs> but uh, all those they're all uh, up on YouTube now except for like Hole in the Wall and Boulder Lake uh, haven't been put up yet oh no Sekunka Falls hasn't been up either I'm a little ahead on videos usually I'm not this far ahead but it's, uh, I'm kind of kind of enjoying this uh, after hole in the wall we went to Boulder Lake and Boulder Lake uh, I can't remember the name of the road but it was just a random spot we were driving around it was I think 39 to 41 degrees that day and we were just looking for a place to spend some time so we went to hole in the wall that day uh, we went to the creek that's at the very end of the road we thought we'd just try fishing for a few minutes beautiful little creek ice cold water I I went and kinda I didn't really jump in it but I laid in it and threw some water on me and cooled me off and that was nice but then it was just so hot that we didn't want to stick around there plus we weren't catching any fish and uh, so yeah we packed up and left and then uh, we tried going into uh what the heck's that big lake there and that don't matter it, it said the campground was full anyways so we didn't go in there uh checked out moose lake again campground was full every little spot on the rivers were full and then i seen the sign for boulder lake on our way back into tumbler ridge so we went in there and that uh oh i want to say that's about kilometer 17 or so on that road and it's kind of tricky if you don't know uh, exactly what you're looking for but you end up coming to the very top of the hill and there's a big gate for a compressor station and on the right there's a pipeline and there's it's a pretty good little hill <laughs> you wouldn't want to take a car down there but a pickup makes it no problem but you take your pickup down to the very bottom and at the bottom there there's a little spot kind of like a parking lot I guess where you can park there's actually an outhouse there as well up on top of the hill and then you'll see the little sign just tucked away in the trees saying Boulder Lake uh, recreational site and there's a little hiking trail into the uh, the far would that be far east side of the lake I guess and then there's another quad trail that'll bring you out onto the west side of the lake uh, we didn't take the quad trail but there was people that uh, that took it in there I don't know if it's shorter or longer than the other trail but uh, yeah the hiking trail that we took in there it's it's an easy easy walk we walked in there just to kind of check it out 
we uh, we had very low hopes for that place. We didn't bring anything in. Like I didn't even bring my camera gear in there. And then once we got in there, it was like, well, <laughs> beautiful little lake. Fish are jumping. Water's cold. Might as well try to fish while we're here. So and uh, Shelby actually went back to the truck. She grabbed my camera gear for me, my fishing rod, fish hooks, <laughs> and then all of her stuff too. And then we end up fishing there for uh, a couple of hours anyways, and the dogs were playing quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh, I definitely want to head back into Boulder Lake. Uh, I don't know if I'll do it this year or if that's going to be next year's project. But I want to go in there with my tent and tent out for two or three days and just sit back, relax, and enjoy it out there because it is a beautiful little lake. Uh, there's nothing special about it. There's no big mountain scenery or crystal clear you know weird blue looking water or anything like that it's just I don't know it's just a small little swampy lake that's kinda of surrounded by kinda of bedrock type stuff and swamp spruce and some pine and I don't know for some reason I just love it in there I've only been in there once but yeah I'm definitely going back uh, that video that'll be up here in another few weeks here yet too but I screwed up on the video. I called it Boundary Lake instead of Boulder Lake. But, oh well. Maybe people go to Boundary Lake instead of Boulder Lake. There'll be less people in there. <laughs> less competition. Uh, I'd feel bad if you went to Boundary Lake, though. There ain't nothing out there. That's a swamp. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another thing that we tried doing while we were out there is uh, we tried to record a podcast it was me, my brother Blaine, and the old woman Shelby there, and that just ended in a disaster. We had this this white table, a little fold-up thing from Canadian Tire, and I don't know if it was just because it was so hot in the trailer or what, but the little mounts for the for the microphones they just they wouldn't hold on the table. They just kept slipping and falling off and falling over. Then the AC would kick on for a bit, and then you couldn't hear anything, and then the breaker would pop. And then we tried to do it without the AC running, but it was like, by then it was in the evening, so it was starting to cool down, but like, cool down, it was still like 36 to 38 degrees inside the holiday trailer. So, uh, yeah, that didn't work too good. <laughs> It took a while to get everything all set up because that's the first time I tried doing it uh, with more than one microphone. I had three set up and I have to go through a different software that ends up kind of sending the audio from that software into my recording software. And Oh yeah, it was a disaster right from the start. So we, uh, yeah, pretty well that didn't work. <laughs> But at least I can say that I tried. And uh yeah, that's about all you can <laughs> about all you can ask for there. Uh this coming up week we are going to be heading to the ocean again. So I am very excited about that. Didn't get to go uh last year because of all the COVID and then it looked like we weren't gonna be able to go this year. Uh 
mainly because of COVID. Uh, lots of things like Airbnbs and stuff. Dad stays in those, but because of the I don't know close quarters rules or whatever, they weren't allowed to be open, kind of a thing. And then there was uh, travel restrictions within the province, so we probably weren't going to be able to go in there anyways. And then I think some places just kind of in general people were a bit arrogant when you traveled so we just didn't want to deal with the drama at all or the possible fines and who knows what would have happened if, if things would have got worse kind of thing and they yeah but everything is slowly working out now and uh restrictions are getting lifted travel bans are getting lifted People are all vaccinated and good to go, so, uh, yeah, we made plans to head out there. Uh, today, actually, while I'm recording this, Dad's putting up pictures up on Facebook, being a bit of a peckerhead, in my opinion. <laughs> He's just rubbing it in. They're catching a pile of halibut today and yesterday, and looks like Blaine caught a uh, nice little coho, I think. Uh, but, yeah. It'll be my turn here soon enough. <laughs> and then this year too, Shelby's going to be coming with me. So that's going to be nice. We got somebody lined up to watch the dogs. Actually, Blaine said he's going to watch the pups there. So uh, Rocky can get reunited with old Macaroni there, his girlfriend. And they can uh, have a week together. But yeah, it's, it's going to be nice. Going to be going after halibut, salmon, crab, bronze. I bought some squid jigs. Uh, they're actually sitting in the mailbox in town waiting for me to pick them up. So I'll grab them before heading back to work for a week here. And uh, yeah, there should be uh, quite a few videos coming up here soon. Uh, last time we went there, I was still sort of kind of getting into YouTube. Where now I'm taking it a lot more serious. So I'm hoping... Each one will be like a catch, clean, and cook type of video. And it'll be, you know, what is that? One, two, three, four, five videos. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be alright. That'll take us well into September. And then in, in September, I'm taking three weeks off again. So that's going to be pretty nice. I Man, I don't know where I'm going to go, what I'm going to hunt, other than chickens and bears. I still have a bear tag and chickens I just love hunting chickens but when it comes to the moose elk and deer I man I don't know what the deal is with that no I'm just kind of taking it day by day I'll buy tags and I got my hunting license and stuff but my uh, yeah I got very little hopes for it to be honest with you like I I don't even have plans right now, other than I'm taking three weeks off, which I still have to book off. And other than that, I'm just going to wing it, because I, I really do not know where to go. Uh, places around the house here, they're still in rebound. There's not a lot of moose. There's a couple of deer. There's some elk, but not very much. Uh, man, and everything too, like the places that I used to hunt, uh, a lot of the, is 
pretty well gas field but now prices have dropped and stuff like that so mainly all the places I used to hunt and take my pickup into and the side by side and stuff all those wells are shut in getting abandoned and mothballed and stuff so now you can't even take your pickup down most of them roads and the places that you still can drive down it seems like they're pretty well going in and logging it so I'm uh, I'm kinda getting screwed from all angles around Buick but uh, that's alright I have a big ass expensive holiday trailer for a reason and truck to tow it so let's go somewhere if you guys have any recommendations on where in the heck I should go please let me know because right now everything's up in the air I don't know what I'm going to be doing where I'm going to go I have an idea of where I want to go but the problem is it's a very popular place and you know I'm kind of anti-social when I head out in the holiday trailer hunting and fishing and stuff you know I don't mind guests and stuff like that but for the most part I want to be by myself you know that's just kind of how I am how we've always really camped and stuff usually you head out to the middle of nowhere find a flat spot and unhook the trailer and that's where you camp like that's well like I said about staying in an RV park that's the first time I've stayed in an RV park since like 2013 was it 2021 it's like eight years or something like <laughs> it just it doesn't happen it doesn't even cross my mind to go into an RV park you know pay for camping that to me that's insane to pay to park somewhere but uh, it is what it is can't really uh, fight it but we'll just go along with it and see what happens we'll we'll figure something out you know and then uh, you know this YouTube thing too it's starting to take off pretty good uh, last time I was talking there kind of how my future plans are and now you know it's still slowly steady growing uh, pretty well get one or two subscribers every day we're uh, we're at 710 I think today so we need like 290 more to go before we're eligible to get into the uh, YouTube partnership program and once we get that, and we can get monetized, we can start getting paid for this, which would be phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, last September I started to take this pretty serious. Once I started to see some traction and stuff, and I started uploading every Friday, and I'm going to continue to do that every Friday at 7 a.m. New video goes up. Uh, the podcast, I kind of want to do it where it's maybe every second Monday. Because with work, I do a week on, week off. So the week that I'm off, you know, I'll have a few days to get a podcast recorded and edited and then uploaded for Monday morning kind of a thing. But we'll, we'll see here. Uh, if I can stay steady with these videos like I have been here in the last... Uh, couple months really then the a podcast every second Monday would be doable uh, but we will see you know it, this is a it's a great big huge learning curve it none of this comes with instructions you know 
I basically spent a pile of money on a camera, microphones, computers, <laughs> editing software, all this stuff, and uh, I just hope that I make something enjoyable for people to listen to or to watch. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, right now is a perfect time for you to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> We're so close to making her to uh, that 1,000 subscribers that uh, you know you can pretty well taste it now. So I'm getting pretty antsy about it. Uh, and then the future plans for this podcast, same thing. I'm just kind of winging it right now. You know, I've mentioned possibly every second Monday putting one of these up but uh, for now I'm not going to make any promises I'm just going to kind of do them when I can or you know I just, I just want to keep it fun I don't want this to become a job so even if it was one podcast per month it kind of sucks for the guys and girls that like listening to podcasts and you'll have to wait a month to listen to mine again but I mean it is what it is you know it it is it it's one of those weird things where when you watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast it seems like it's a pretty cut and dry thing to do you go out you do something you film it you slap a video together you put it on the internet with a podcast you sit down you're talking to a microphone again you quickly edit it up slap it together throw it on the internet and there you go but you know there's there's more to it and I'm still learning with the podcast and I'm still learning with the YouTube videos too you know you have to be able to kind of tell a story uh, keep people engaged pe keep people uh, watching or listening you know once you start getting bored or off topic or whatever you know I do it too I'll turn it off you know if I'm watching somebody fish and then he starts talking about I don't know some other bullshit thing I I stop watching you know so you have to be able to keep it fun keep it entertaining and then you also have to be a person that's worth watching you know it and it's weird to say that because I don't think I am worth watching but some people out there think I am I got a couple hundred subscribers well several hundred now I can I can say which is pretty cool. I never really thought I would uh, be able to get to a point like this to where I am actually making plans for the future around YouTube. Not making plans for the future around my job or future investments or anything crazy like that. You know, I'm, I'm actively in my head thinking, okay, when this happens on YouTube, I can do this. Or I can move to the next step, or I can, you know, everything is, uh, uh, take it in stages, right? Right now, I'm still at the very, um, about one tier above the bottom. The bottom is, I bought a camera, and I kind of sort of hit record once in a while, and I sort of kind of threw something together that's sort of kind of worth watching, where now I'm slowly kind of pinpointing my weaknesses, uh, trying to fix things that I don't personally like, uh, trying to get better at telling a story, but getting better at editing. I finally upgraded my editing software. You know, I, I was using a free uh, software called Shotcut, and for the most part, it worked great. It still works, but 
I want things to start being more professional. So I finally dished out the money and bought an actual real uh, editing program. And uh, yeah, still trying to figure that out. The last two videos that I uh, edited up were on this Femora. Uh, if you're watching it and it seems a little weird or shaky or something like that. Or just kind of seems a little out of place. Just have patience with me. It's uh, new software and I'm learning it. Uh, it comes with instructions and all that good stuff. But you know. I don't really read that. I've watched a few videos. On how to edit on there and stuff. And you know you write down a few notes here and there. But for the most part. You just got to do it. You have to just kind of suck it up. Do your do. You know you do you kind of thing. Figure out where your strong points are, where your weaknesses are, what works, what doesn't, what looks good, what looks bad. You know, it's it's one of those things too, like you spend so much time filming and editing where you think this is worth gold. You know, you, you put in sometimes days or weeks filming and by the time you're done you have a couple hundred hours of footage all knocked down to about a 10 to 15 minute video and it's it's actually really hard to do because you're like oh man like, I would love to have this little section in this video because it looks nice or it looks cool or whatever but it doesn't quite fit to the story that you're trying to tell and like as weird as it sounds like I'm starting to sound like some weird Hollywood producer type dim bat there or whatever but you know it is what it is if you're not uh, if you don't take this serious and if you don't uh, kind of take it to a professional level then you'll never make it as a full-time youtuber which I'm well now I can say that I'm actually trying to do you know I don't want to be uh, uh, one of those Paul guys Logan Paul or whatever I don't want to be the next dude like that but uh, if I'm able to make enough money where I can just live my life, create videos, hunting, fishing, exploring, fossil hunting, traveling, you know, whatever. I would be just happy as, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know what you'd want to call it. I'd be pretty happy though, pretty happy and proud of being able to do it. Uh, and you know, in the, this day and age too, it honestly, it it sounds like a lot but it really isn't like if you have say 50,000 subscribers which is a long ways away from where I am right now but at 50,000 subscribers you know you're getting noticed and you're getting brand deals and you're getting affiliate market deals and you're getting uh, sponsorships and stuff like that so once I hit 50,000 I can get very serious about it and once I hit probably about a hundred thousand subscribers I'll probably be phoning the boss and quitting my job why not if you can do a hobby or something that you love and get paid for it man jump on it why not especially this day and age with with the internet and all that good stuff like you're listening to a podcast right now eventually one day this might be a second income stream my main one might be YouTube second might be affiliate marketing 
third, I might get paid to talk into a microphone like I am right now. It sounds crazy, but there's a lot of people out there in this world that make anywhere from whatever, 50 bucks to a couple thousand dollars per podcast. So, I mean, like, even if you're only making 50 bucks per podcast, if you put four of them out, 200 bucks a month. That'll pay some bills. <laughs> and all I gotta do, sit back and relax like I am right now, bottle of water, computer going, talk to a microphone, film it all, put it up, hopefully somebody watches it, and uh, get paid. You know, hopefully one day I'll be sitting on my little trawler, liveaboard boat somewhere on the coast in a nice little protected inlet or a little bay or heck even docked up somewhere and this will be my evening relax time or whatever film in the morning in the afternoon and then the evening sit down record podcast what we did throughout the week or whatever put it up on the internet and uh, just enjoy life you know not not enough people really enjoy their life I don't think you know everybody works for a living and they always say, when I retire, I'm going to do this. When I retire, I'm going to go there. You know, and they save all their money. When they're 55, they have a heart attack and die. And they were three years away from retiring. And they didn't they didn't live at all. So this way, if I stick to this plan, I'll be able to live, work, and retire. Kind of all in the same package and just enjoy life. Have my woman with me, have my dogs with me, stay on the boat down south in nice weather for six or seven months out of the year. The other months, be summers, whatever, hauling the camper around. Start in May, go do the typical bear hunt. From there, who knows, travel up north into the Yukon or Northwest Territories or something. Go out to, say, Stewart, check out the Bear Glacier and the Salmon Glacier. Once the salmon start running, may head out there to the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, a little boardwalk anyways where you can watch the grizzlies chew on some salmon and stuff and get that on film. You know, that would be, that'd be a pretty cool little video to make. Either that or start traveling the Pine Pass. You know, I don't know how many trips I've made through the Pine Pass where there's certain little bends in the river and stuff where you're like oh one of these days i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna fish here for even a, a day or two you know i would love to be able to do that and have it my job you know go into heart lake with canoes or kayaks or whatever and fish there for a couple of days fish at aswad lake uh you know it's it's endless and then once you get through the pine pass Heck, go down into the Shushwap areas or whatever and fish some of those lakes and rivers or go and cruise around Vancouver Island. You know, I would love, absolutely love to do like some crawfish trapping or go shoot a wild turkey somewhere down southern BC. You know, there's so much that a guy can do and look forward to. And if this is my job, I will get paid to film that stuff. Like, it sounds crazy that a guy can have this much fun and be successful at it 
get paid to do it and get paid well to do it you know it, 10 years ago if I said hey I want to become a, a youtuber I'd want to kick my own ass for being stupid now it's well within the graphs and I am on my way to getting those goals you know it it's just mind-boggling to me that every day I get closer and closer and uh, you know it's I don't know it's real humbling you know to see kind of where where I've come from where I've been <laughs> and where I'm going you know it is uh, it's pretty cool I've I've been given a lot of amazing opportunities and this is just one more in the bucket uh, I'm already turning it into a business I got the Buick Outdoors logo and the brand name uh, I think I might buy up a couple of website domains just to have them in my back pocket uh, it sounds kinda weird but whatever if you go on to uh, what the heck is it called Maybe is it GoDaddy? Anyways, there's a place where you can check out the website domain names and see if they're available. And then if you you can buy them for like a dollar to ten dollars kind of a thing. So if I just do that, just whatever, ten bucks, who cares? And then that way if this does turn into a much bigger business and I want to start selling like merchandise and all that good stuff, I'll already have BuickOutdoors.ca or buickoutdoors.com or whatever I call it right so in that way I'm just kinda of planning for the future plus it's not a huge investment like if it's ten bucks even if it's ten bucks a year a flat of water is ten bucks you know like who cares about that but uh, yeah and then uh, affiliate marketing and brand deals and stuff you know I already have it's it's weird because when you think about affiliate marketing you always think of somebody with a big name or somebody who has like some actual reach you know what I mean with me like I'm just some weird redneck kid that lives in Buick that happens to have a, a YouTube channel called Buick Outdoors and I scored a couple of affiliate marketing deals now and like with one of them I'm making like I'm making money it, it's a crazy thing to think that you know by saying hey you know well I'm wearing the pants right now and I have little uh, codes for you guys to use to get like 15% off and I get a little chunk of change from that and when I do I put it right into a little bank account and it just sits there and it every month it grows a little bit you know, it's like, I don't know, words can't really describe, like, it's all new to me. So, like, it, it feels like I'm cheating. You know, I, I wear some gear, I tell people whether it's good or it's bad. Northbound gear, I can honestly say it is good stuff. I like it. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not using this as a sales pitch whatsoever. If you want to buy it go right ahead I'll have a, a code for you guys in the description there if you want to check it out if you buy it awesome thank you use my code I get a little bit of money from it it makes me even one more step closer to becoming full-time with this 
you don't want to use the code or if you just want me to go to hell, that's perfectly fine. You know, I, I don't like pushing stuff onto people. You know, which it kind of holds me back a little bit. But at the same time, I want you to feel comfortable with watching the videos or listening to the podcast and stuff. And, uh, yeah, hopefully within the next five years, uh, as crazy as it sounds, I'm already eyeing up boats. Anywhere between $80,000 all the way up to like $750,000. The $750,000 boat, though, that's, uh, that's window shopping. That's wishful thinking. That's going, if I ever win the lottery... You know what I mean? That's one of those boats. But the crazy thing is, like, if I do take this and go full-time or whatever, like, I have my acreage up north here where I could keep it for when I'm living on the boat and just store my stuff here. You know, it's pretty well half paid off already because I, I bought it when I was pretty young. But, uh, you know, I can have my acreage up north here. I can store my holiday trailers side by side. Trailers, house. All my hunting gear and all that stuff. And then, pretty well, October to about May. I can live in the boat. Live in protected inlets, coves. Go fishing almost every day. Prawns, crab, halibut. Uh... Actually, that's one thing I'd have to do is I'd have to look at the regulations to see what a guy can actually do during like the su or the uh, the winter months. That might hold me back a little bit from some things, but I would still do it anyways. And uh, you know, with buying like a boat too, I was looking at houses and stuff. And for a lot of the houses down south that are anywhere near the ocean. You're looking at like six hundred thousand dollars for an okay house. Like it's it's definitely no big mansion or anything crazy like that. You know, it's just like a basic kind of three or four bedroom house, one or two bathrooms, kind of a shitty driveway where I wouldn't be able to park my holiday trailer anyways. And yeah, they're like five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars. Plus, on top of that, you have all your yearly taxes that you have to pay, your water bill, your utilities, internet, power, you know, all that stuff. Where, if I bought, say, like a $250,000 liveaboard yacht or trawler, it sounds like a ton of money for a boat. But you gotta think about how much boat you're getting with that much money. Like, you would have a floating house. And you wouldn't have your yearly taxes and all the bullshit that comes with owning a house down south. You know, like, uh, there's there's hits and misses to both. Because then when you're not on the boat, too, you have to pay your, uh, uh, what do they call it, your mooring fees or your docking fees. But, I mean, really, it's a lot of places you kind of pay per foot kind of a thing. So it would end up being... Probably a couple hundred bucks per month. But when you think about it, it's really not that bad. Especially if you're living down south regardless. You know, if you had a $500,000 place, I don't know what a mortgage is. 
on that, but it would be pretty damn expensive. Plus, on top of that, you'd have to pay for somebody to upkeep your lawn when you're not there and stuff, you know, like, I really don't see how it would be negative to own a boat instead of a house. Especially while I'm there, if I owned a house, I would spend 90% of my time on a boat on the ocean anyways. Which would be another major expense. Because if I was going to live on the coast and have a house there, I wouldn't have a 17 foot Lund, you know, lake boat. I'd be buying a 22, 25 Kingfisher or at least the 18 footer, you know what I mean? And that that's another hundred to $150,000 boat. So on top of a $600,000 house, you'd have a $150,000 boat, which would bring you up to $750,000. And then you have the insurances on both, and taxes, and, you know, the, the list just keeps going up and up and up. And the more, the more I think about it, the more I'm leaning towards just buying a boat, buying a nice boat <laughs> where we can live on it, uh, pull a little dinghy, well you call it a dinghy or a little skiff with you, like a kind of a whatever little zodiac or something like that, and uh, yeah, just spend time on the water, relax, pretty well stress free, uh, I'm waiting on Starlink internet, uh, that should be coming out. Uh, they said mid to late 2021 for my area here, and then they have future plans to make it so it's mobile, so you'll be able to take it with you on uh, your boat, your RV, whatever, so that will be 100% the ticket for me. That way, it don't matter if I'm out in the middle of the bush in the holiday trailer, out hunting, or picking berries, or fishing, or whatever. I'll have internet so I can continue to do this, continue to upload weekly, whether it's podcasts or the weekly videos and stuff. Don't want to miss any of those because this is going to be my bread and butter one day. And then once I'm done that, if I'm hanging out at home or whatever, I can hook her up at home. And then come September-ish, maybe October when it's time to head back to the coast and hop onto the boat unplug her all bring her down there hook her up to the boat we got internet in the middle of the ocean <laughs> so yeah i am definitely definitely looking forward to that i'm getting things kind of lined up and window shopping already uh yeah i'm getting some days i get a little too ahead of myself but it's going to work i'm uh not going to take no for an answer and hopefully within the next couple of years I'll be able to look back on this video or on this podcast and kind of laugh at it and say you son of a bitch you did it you made her <laughs> but anyways guys uh, I think I'm going to cut her off there I want to thank you for listening uh, if you're listening uh, on, a, on one of the podcast platforms there Give us a rating so we can rank up a little bit higher. Uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and listening to it all the way through. And, uh, yeah, guys, that's all for me. Catch you on the next one.